And now, a Blaze Media podcast. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. Thank you so much for coming along for the ride today. I spent the weekend thinking, you know, I should apply or have my wife apply for this new gig from Anheuser-Busch. They're looking to hire a chief exploration officer, a new CEO, for their Michelob Ultra Pure Gold brand. Now, according to this, you get the gig, you get paid $50,000. I mean, that's not too bad. And you get to explore America's national parks. The company said you'll, they're going to give you, a, you know, their line, the best office with the best view. But uh, they want you to have a deep appreciation for nature. And you're going to be tasked with taking pictures, creating captivating social media content, and of course, repping Michelob Ultra Pure Gold. They say you're going to get a camper van to travel in, equipped with a bathroom and a shower. You get gas money and beer to enjoy on your days off. You can also bring one. You have a plus one, either a human or a dog to accompany you on on your journey. You have until September 30th. So if you're listening live today on the 21st of September, 2020, you have until the 30th of September, 2020 to apply for the CEO, the chief exploration officer, of Anheuser-Busch and you can explore national parks and also give plenty of love to the Michelob what is that what is the actual title of the beer I'll be sure I get it right because I you know I want my wife to have the gig it's pure gold (laughs) the Michelob ultra pure gold man back when I was drinking I can tell you that I did down some Michelobes I have not had the honor of drinking Michelob Ultra Pure Gold, but I still have scars on the outer part of my main finger from opening the screw tops of the Michelob bottles. You wake up in the morning and you have a cut on your finger. You think, where the heck did I get that? Oh yeah, from opening the Michelob bottles. And those of you that have done it know exactly what I'm talking about. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. How about those Emmys, huh? How about them? <laughs> I told you, I watched them. I, and I didn't watch all of it, you know, every second of it, but I watched a lot of it. I told you I would. Uh, because they kept saying, we never know what could go wrong. I don't know what to do. And, uh, you know, I got to thinking more about that over the weekend. And uh, before the show aired last night, I'm thinking, well, that was the one way for them to get you to watch, right? Because you didn't want to have too much of the preaching going on. And there was quite a bit of preaching going on last night. But uh, they went through the awards and it was, you know, they I, I would say that it went off without a hitch. I mean, I don't know that Kimmel was that good as the MC, but he did you know, I guess what he was supposed to do. And, you know, we had, uh, you know, we had him cheering for black lives matter, making the MAGA jokes. And, you know, we had a couple of the winners say their piece, of course. And, uh, you know, we had the guy from 
Succession very I mean I I loved Succession I loved the show both seasons were awesome and there was a few awards that they won last night but the one guy as they uh as he gave his speech you know gave an you know an unthank you or an unwelcome whatever he said to the you know of course Donald Trump and uh, what's his face from the United Kingdom and and the you know just okay thank you appreciate it no problem we got it okay we got it but they gave the you know lead actress in a limited series or tv movie regina king watchman uh supporting actor in a limited limited series or movie uh yaha abdul mateen the second watchman supporting actress in a limited series or a movie uzo abdullah mrs america okay gotcha outstanding lead actor in a comedy series eugene levy and shh creek we had outstanding lead actress in a comedy series Catherine o'hara it was their year Sh- creek we had uh they you know they, they cleaned up uh dan levy won the supporting actor in a comedy series from Sh- creek we had uh <laughs> cleaned up a supporting actress in a comedy series annie murphy Sh- creek outstanding lead actor in a drama series went to jeremy strong from succession i don't know that he should have won that although he was great in it brian cox was really good in it too he's the lead guy uh you know the father he was awesome but jeremy strong was really good too uh you know the show is awesome and they deserved they deserved to win they deserved to win and they won the uh outstanding drama series for uh, Succession. And they were all Better Call Saul, The Crown, Handmaid's Tale, Killing Eve, The Mandalorian, Ozark, Stranger Things, Succession. They were all really good. But uh, I would say that Ozark and Succession, probably the top two there. That's really good. I mean, and Creek won the Outstanding Comedy Series. I mean, they cleaned house. Watchmen won the Outstanding Limited Series. HBO cleaned house. HBO again with last week tonight with John Oliver and that show, all the all these shows, the outstanding variety talk shows, Daily Show with Trevor Noah, Full Frontal with Samantha B, Jimmy Kimmel Live, last week tonight with John Oliver who won, Late Show with Stephen Colbert, all of those shows, agonizing, but you know, whatever. Of course, of course, if you didn't see RuPaul from Drag Race winning Outstanding Reality Competition Series, you aren't living in America today. Okay? That is just, that was going to happen. And, of course, it did. Uh, Julia Garner won for Supporting Actress in a Drama Series from Ozark. They threw Ozark a bone, gave her her the prize. She played Ruth Langmore. She was great. I mean, her character was awesome in it. No question. Uh, Although, and they all, Big Little Lies got uh, Laura Dern and Meryl Streep. I mean, uh, that was a really good show too. I enjoyed the heck out of it. And supporting actor in a drama series, Apple TV got the got the nod with Billy Crudup in the morning show and all these other characters. Uh, one, two, three from Succession, uh, Better Call Saul, Handmaid's Tale, Westworld. I mean, they were all some great characters that had an opportunity to win that. Um, so anyway, and you know, of course, you know all the lighting and grip awards that. Nobody cares about. And, uh, of course, we care about you, Grips. We care about you. We love you. Thanks for gripping. But, really, we just care about the, you know, the people on the other side of the camera. 
But thanks for gripping. I mean, you got your love. You got your Emmy, okay? So back off me. Tyler Perry won the, uh, what's it called? Is it called the, the Gold Award or the the Governor's Award? Right. He won that. His speech was awesome. Uh, I really felt like his speech was really good. Maybe that's why we're not hearing it everywhere. But uh, it was really good and really, really moving. He talked about his, he talked about his uh, grandmother had given him a quilt and he never appreciated it, and he was embarrassed by how he never appreciated it because he found a quilt later that looked similar to the one his grandmother made him, and uh, there was history behind it. It was made by the uh, a woman who began her life as a slave, and every part of her life was part of the quilt, and he was embarrassed by uh, not appreciating the quilt that his grandmother gave him. And, uh, you know, it talked about uh, how... Uh, everyone's life matters and how important it is to know your history and how great it was that he built his, his family growing up could not have imagined what life could be for him and what he created and has done. And it was, you know, really moving and really awesome. And he talked also about, you know, I mean, he, he talked about his mother and his grandmother, not couldn't, couldn't dream of him opening, you know, his studios on 300 acres of land that was, you know, owned that we used to, uh, the Confederate army was on fighting to keep slaves. I mean, he now owns that property and, you know, hires everybody, uh, to work there that could do the job. Just impressive. And he's an impressive man. And, uh, it was, you know, well-deserved, well-deserved. So again, I say, how about those Emmys? Do you know what big tech and big government have in common? They both, I know this may not come as a surprise to you, listeners of Chewing the Fat, but they want to silence any dissenting voices into submission. So let's say you're, I don't know, let's use a gun owner as an example. And you want to mention on your social media account about the right to bear arms. The chances are that your post is going to get flagged by a content moderator or an algorithm, and you might end up on some kind of government watch list. Incredible. So to fight back against your voice censored by both big tech and big government, you should use ExpressVPN. You know, the problem with big tech is not only do they attempt to censor you, but they also track what you do online. Uh, If you listen to the show, you, you know that. They track what you're searching for, the videos you watch, everything you click. They can match your activity to your true identity using your device's unique IP address. That's why I use ExpressVPN. And I can tell you, you know, all the the explicit button-down reasons. You know, they can't see your IP address. Your identity is, uh, is secure with the server. It encrypts 100% of your internet data for protection from hackers and eavesdroppers. I will say this, okay? The most important thing to me is I feel safe. When I log on and I log in online and then ExpressVPN connects, I feel like, all right, now I can can search online and I don't have to worry about, you know, you know when you 
go on to look search for things and the next thing you know you're getting a million ads and you know that they know who you are expressvpn.com i got a deal for you right now all right expressvpn.com you go there right now expressvpn.com slash jeffy j-e-f-f-y you're going to get three months free three months free expressvpn.com slash jeffy E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N.com slash J-E-F-F-Y. Gonna get three months free. ExpressVPN.com slash Jeffy. Feel safe when you go online knowing that you have ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN.com slash Jeffy. Okay. You know, I attempt to, you know, stay away from politics as much as I can on this show. And, you know, whether that's a mistake or not, I, you know, I don't know. But we know this past Friday that Justice Ginsburg passed away. Rest her soul. May she rest in peace. It was very sad news. She was, what, 87 now? She's been fighting cancer. It, you know, she's been sick and she's been fighting She's a huge fighter, right? And she's been fighting all along. So she, you know, she passed away with her family around her. It's really sad. And, you know, uh, but when I first heard the news, when it first broke on Friday night, the first thing that you think of is, oh, no. Oh, no. And you think, of course it happened now. Of course it did. Of course it happened now. Pick something out in 2020 that you think, well, you know, if that happens, could it get any worse? Absolutely, it could. And it does. Now, the big fight is whether President Trump will nominate a successor and whether they will get it through uh, Congress. Well, uh, Trump has said that he's going to announce the person on Friday or Saturday. Why wait, Don? I mean, Mr. President, why wait? Let's make this happen. Let's go. But. You know, so Friday or Saturday, you're going to get who he's choosing to, uh, who he's his first choice of replacing Justice Ginsburg. We'll see what happens after that. It may not be very pretty. Now, of course, one of the big arguments is that her granddaughter said that her one of her dying wishes. You know, she said before she died, we'll call it her dying wish. I don't know if it was her only dying wish, but according to her granddaughter. Before she died, she said, my most fervent wish is that I will not be replaced until a new president is installed. <laughs> I, you know, I don't know that I believe it. I don't know that I believe it. I, you know, I, I, okay, let's, let's say that she said it. Let's say that that's one of her dying wishes. Because if you're on your deathbed, even as a Supreme Court justice, you're on your deathbed. You've been struggling for your life. Really? That's what you say? I don't think so. Remember Michael Douglas when his dad died. When he was out hawking for Mike Bloomberg for president after his dad died, he told people in Wisconsin some of his late father Kirk's last words were, Mike can get it done. <laughs> Okay, at least he didn't say, you know, that was his one dying wish. He did say some of his last words were, Mike can get it done. 
didn't necessarily work out for Mike. But, and I don't know that I believe that either. But when you have, you're on your deathbed, is that what you're really concerned about? Really? Really? So anyway, rest in peace, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Very sad that you died. I've been singing that damn tiny dancer from Elton John all weekend because Donald Trump, when he was leaving his rally in Wisconsin, of all places, uh, he learned that Ruth Bader Ginsburg had died. News broke while he was giving his rally speech. Now, it's a tremendous, it was awesome. You know, when they told him that she died, he commented nice. He was leaving the stage. And as he's coming up to the press, you know, Tiny Dancer uh, is playing from the stage. So it wasn't like it was a produced bit, but it sure could have been. I mean, it sure felt like it was. The lighting, he found out, and then he walks away and salutes to the guys on his way up to Air Force One. I mean, the whole thing was really awesome. And, it, it you know, it looked like it was produced for some kind of movie or at commercial, but it wasn't. And he said, you know, really? That's the first I'm hearing about it. I don't know that I, you know, we'll see if they, if they do some invest actual, do some actually investigative reporting and go to find out if Donald Trump actually knew that Ruth Bader Ginsburg had passed away before he walked up to the press. Because uh, I find it, I mean, maybe, maybe they didn't tell him yet. Maybe he walked off stage. He was still, you know, he looked tired. I mean, a long day for the man, right? Another day and he ends the day at a, you know, at a rally and he's flying away and there's still, he's still going to the press walk before he gets out of the plane. I mean, that's Donald Trump. You know, the guy you hate so much, a press, but, uh, because of, so tiny dancer is playing on the stage in the background of this rally and he walks up and, you know, the whole reason you can follow me on Twitter at Jeffy JFR and I, you know, I posted it. And it's just, and I think I posted it on Instagram as well, Jeff Fisher Radio. I may have even posted it on Facebook, Jeff Fisher Radio. I may have even posted it on Parlor, Jeff Fisher Radio. I don't know. I posted it somewhere. And it's awesome. But Elton has got to be so mad because he's told him not to play. Now, his argument to that is, is that, you know, I wasn't playing it. They were playing it at the rally. I got nothing to do with it. I was walking away. That was what the music was playing as people were leaving the rally. I got nothing to do with it. I mean... Plus, it was an awesome cut. You know, I mean, it just sounded great and looked great. So I don't know how if Elton, you know, could be pissed about it or not. But he, you know, if you're mad, Elton, go ahead and be mad. But I just realized this weekend as I was singing it eight billion times. I mean, it was close. I think it was close to eight billion times. You know what? Maybe I'll play the cut for you. I mean, maybe I'll play the cut for you just to get Tiny Dancer into your head. But I realized that tiny dancer from elton john was on his madman across the water album released in 1971 1971 holy cow i mean you're looking at what 49 years where we're close to almost 50 years ago and that song is still as good as it was when it was released so elton when Elton says that he doesn't appreciate the new music of today, um, will what's her face's music? Taylor Swift. Her song's gonna be 
as good as Tiny Dancer and hold up as long as Tiny Dancer 50 years from now? Good luck. Good luck. All right, uh, let's here you go. She's walking up to the press. He gets asked. She just died? Wow. I didn't know that. I just, uh, you're telling me now for the first time. She led an amazing life. What else can you say? She was an amazing woman. Whether you agreed or not, she was an amazing woman who led an amazing life. I'm actually sad to hear that. I am sad to hear that. Thank you very much. Thank you. I'm out. Off he goes. Here's a salute and on to Air Force One. And I'm telling you, man, that is awesome. Or was, actually. Still is. But uh, I have had that stupid tiny dancer in my head all weekend long because of it. And I mean, I must have watched the video way too many. <laughs> I watched it way too many times. I, did, no, I didn't must have watched it. I did watch it way too many times. Way too many times. And the video itself, I had, I, I don't remember seeing the actual video. It was a newer video when he and Bernie were doing the YouTube thing and the cuts. And this video, I mean, it's pretty incredible. It's really good. If you have a chance to see it, um, look, watch the video. Um, it's a, it's a, you, you know, based in collaboration with YouTube and I forget who produced it and, and the cuts, but the, it's a, you know, it shows bits of life in LA and it shows how everyone grabs on to happy moments, but life itself just sad. That's what I got from the video. Everybody grabs on to happy moments, you know, like listening to this podcast, but overall life sad. We're just waiting for happy moments. Yeah. You can quote me. All right, let's go to the break room. I need a cold drink of refreshing soda as it is. Oh my gosh. So good. So just a reminder, if you're listening to this show right now and you are not a subscriber to the podcast, become a subscriber. What are you doing? Sure. I mean, sure. It's okay that you're a freeloader, but it's better that you're a subscription freeloader. So choose a platform, whatever it is, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, whatever, whatever platform warms the little innards of yourself and subscribe to chewing the fat. Okay. Thank you. Appreciate it. It will not go unnoticed and your life will be better for it. You're searching for those happy moments and this show and being a subscriber to chewing the fat gives you a happy moment that we're all looking for in life. Because I told you, life is sad. We're just searching for happy moments. <laughs> happy moments are what happens between the time we're sad. <laughs> 
what's the what's the line that they uh uh, uh life is what happens when we're waiting for something to happen right something like that so that's the new that's the new chewing the fat uh we we live by that okay all right happy moments between no wait if you're sad then it's happy no no and be happy don't worry no somebody already said that um okay so happy moments are what happens between the sadness of life yeah something like that <laughs> all right so uh i some headlines of what's good I, you know I, i'm looking for you know stories to talk to you about and get you know just kind of look for happy moments and i see these headlines this is where we're at in america today you know as well as i do uh you know nebraska bar owner charged with shooting and killing rider he takes his own life very sad uh Suspect accused of sending ricin poison to the White House arrested at Canada border. Laughing subway saboteur arrested for derailing a Manhattan train by throwing metal metal clamps onto the tracks. A USPS carrier shot. Chicago postal workers threatened to stop delivering mail because it's too dangerous. Article on mowing your yard just might make you a racist. And five cities with the most homes under $100,000. I bet you can guess the top three. Well, you could probably do the top two, right? Chicago, Detroit. Then you have Houston, Philadelphia, Indianapolis. Wow. That's pretty. I would not have guessed uh, Houston. But, you know, guessing that many of those homes were underwater. (laughs) Underwater in the flooding. And you really get them at a, a discounted price indianapolis is kind of strange hey weird philadelphia i get indianapolis wow that's really uh, indianapolis and houston surprising anyway uh bill gates the pandemic won't last indefinitely but it's outrageous that americans can't get a test result back in 24 hours yes it is bill why don't you work on that okay instead of whining around about the about the vaccine why don't you spend a few billion and get that done The UK, facing a tipping point in coronavirus cases, introduced a fine of up to $13,000 for people who fail to self-isolate. That's nice. That's nice. We're going to fine you if you don't imprison yourself. What else happened? Oh, I don't care about that. They're they're talking about another headline about the Emmys. Eh, we already discussed the Emmys. Global trade has bounced back much more quickly this year than following the Great Recession. Okay like to hear that let's keep it going and this is kind of actually good news in the headline world cracker barrel is adding alcohol to its menu for the first time i don't yeah i'm gonna say that's a good thing but i don't know that i want a bunch of drunk people at cracker barrel either i just kind of feel like you know cracker barrel is a place where you go with the family you're on the road you're traveling and you know i want want drunk people eating pancakes and then uh, arguing and yelling not necessarily no they want drug people going through the store out front and ripping things down in a fight no no i do not so maybe we get it we have a limit at cracker barrel maybe you get a couple of beers with dinner and you move on with your life <laughs> you know maybe i'm not you know i'm okay with you drinking and having a beer or so especially if it's the Michelob gold ultra pure or whatever 
whatever it was that we're supposed to be, uh, what is it again? It's the Michelob. Oh, come on. What is it? Michelob Ultra Pure Gold brand. You know, stop off a Cracker Barrel and drink a couple of Michelob Ultra Pure Gold brands. <laughs> if you're on your way to a national park as the chief exploration officer for Anheuser-Busch. Say if that job went to, I don't know, my wife. Uh, you know, it'd be an interesting, fascinating stop. So, Ellen is back today. Yay! A season 18. Wow, I mean, 18 uh, seasons for the Ellen DeGeneres show. And I told you, I think this is going to be it for her, right? She's not going to get it back. Although, I will say, after reading, I didn't watch... I haven't seen it yet, but I read the transcript of her opening monologue, and I will say that it was pretty good. Uh, it was pretty good. She, you know, came out and uh, she said, uh, you know, how's everybody's summer? <laughs> Hers wasn't super terrific. I mean, she's funny, right? And uh, she talked about, um, as you may have heard this summer, there were allegations of a toxic work environment, and there were there was an investigation. I learned that things happened here that never should have happened. I take that very seriously, and I want to say that I'm so sorry to the people who were affected. I know that I'm in a position of privilege and power. Yeah, you are. And I realize that with that comes responsibility, and I take responsibility for what happens at my show. This is the Ellen DeGeneres Show. I am Ellen DeGeneres. My name is there. My name is there. My name is on underwear. Ha ha ha. We have had a lot of conversations over the last few weeks about the show, our workplace, and what we want for the future. We have made the necessary changes, and today we are starting a new chapter. Okay. She said that, uh, you know, she's a talk show host, and she got the nickname uh, the Be Kind Lady. She said, the truth is, I'm the person that you see on TV. She said, if you're giving yourself a title, or a nickname, don't go with the be kind lady. She said, I'm also a lot of other things. I get sad, I get mad, I get anxious, I get frustrated, I get impatient. I am working on all of that, and I am a work in progress, and I'm especially working on the impatient thing because it's not going well, because it's not happening fast enough, I will tell you that. See, I mean, it's funny. See how that works? It's funny. Anyway, uh, and she said that she's the boss of 270 people, uh, who helped make the show, she's grateful for, yada, yada. I will say that she also said here that she was sorry if I hurt their feelings, but she also talked about she's a talk show host and that she comes out there every day and she is who she is, right? And she wouldn't be able to fool you every day if she was this horrible person uh, on TV. I I kind of agree with that. Remember, we I talked about it on my YouTube page, even with the Microwave Minute, uh, how I wanted Ellen DeGeneres in jail as a joke because they were saying what a horrible person she was because she didn't speak. She didn't talk during a commercial break. Are you kidding me? That's just insane. So anyway, uh, today's her first day back, and uh, we'll see how it goes, right? We'll see how it goes. Last week was uh, my girl Drew Barrymore's first week, and she got a lot of press. And she got uh, a lot of press, although I will say, I will say this about the Drew Barrymore show. As much as press she got, I think that she's getting the wrong wardrobe advice. I, I don't know why. I just, the clips, all the clips that I saw of Drew Barrymore on her show just doesn't feel like 
the Drew Barrymore that we know. Maybe it is. Maybe it's just the Drew Barrymore that I think I know from movies and TV. And, you know, this is the Drew Barrymore that she is. You know, the mom and the the conservative female. Because, I don't know. I don't know what the wardrobe should be. If you were to, you know, hire me, I would then... I am fashion. If you were to hire me, Drew, I would help you out. And, you know, we would make it work a lot better than what you're working on now. I guarantee you, your show's not going to win an Emmy for wardrobe. But uh, call me, Drew, and I'll help you out. Because I really do. You got a shot here. You got a shot to knock the king off. Ellen's there. She's teetering at the top of the hill, waiting to get punched down. I mean, you know, knocked down, not punched. Oh, man, I don't want her punched. And uh, so you can do it. But questioning the wardrobe choices. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. You let me down last week with the wardrobe choices. <laughs> And last week we talked about the radio host from ESPN that got fired over his tweet to Maria Taylor. And yes, he bent the knee. He's already been fired. Why bend the knee? And you bent the knee by deleting the tweet. But he did. He did. He he apologized. He said, I apologize at Maria Taylor for the harsh critique of your outfit of your outfit on MNF, Monday Night Football. Going for a quick laugh, I failed conclusively. Best of luck, you're terrific. Hashtag gone fishing. <laughs> Isn't that cute, Dan? That's cute. Now, had you tweeted that after your joke and not deleted your joke, it would have worked. Now... I'm sorry. You, I, I think you missed the boat on both. I'm really ticked that you got fired. I think it's ridiculous that you got fired over a tweet that was a joke. And the way she fired back to that tweet was perfect. So, uh, you know, I just think the whole thing is, is just completely wrong. And you, you missed the boat, Dan. You should not have bent the knee unless it was right then. Right after you should, if you were going to bend the knee with an apology and say, ah, I was supposed to be funny. It wasn't sorry, but you didn't do that. You just deleted it and went away and then you got fired. And now you're going to bend the knee in hopes to get back in good graces. Too late. Sorry, Dan. Too late. I know. You know who else it's too late for? (laughs) This is not going to come as a really big surprise, but it's too late for Harvey Weinstein. I know. I know. Now, he has, his life is over, right? He's done. He's in jail. He's a dirtbag. Everybody hates him, except for the people that made mil. even the people that made millions of dollars because of him hate him now. I mean, they feel so bad about making millions of dollars from Harvey Weinstein that they can barely use it. Or they are using it. They're not going to give any of it back, but they feel bad about it. I mean, because he's, just a horrible person. So the queen, the queen has directed that the appointment of the prestigious honorary commander of the civil defense of the most excellent order of the British empire dated January 29th, 2004 to Harvey Weinstein canceled, annulled. And his name shall be erased from the register of the said order. Okay. Thank you, Queenie. (laughs) I'm sure nobody calls her Queenie either. But we appreciate it. Grandma, Queen, Elizabeth, Grandma, 
mom, wife. Appreciate it. So Harvey's done, right? It's over for Harvey. Have a nice day. I've got a story about American Airlines banning a woman that is really another mark of what world we live in in today's world, but I don't have enough time to get to it here, so I'll get to it on the podcast uh, version of Chewing the Fat today. There's also another story I've got to get to. I might have to save this story until tomorrow on the actress, Amy LeCain, who... Uh, that story is maddening and I'll either get to that on the podcast uh, today or get to it on the show tomorrow because that show is maddening, maddening. But first, let me tell you about the EPA who has now approved pine Sol. How about that? Huh? Pine Sol to kill coronavirus on surfaces. Wait, I thought we were good with coronavirus on surfaces. Nope. Pinesol has approval from the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency to, for kill claims against SARS-CoV-2, the virus that causes COVID-19, on hard, non-porous surfaces. Okay, the common household cleaner, product of Clorox Company, tested by a third-party lab, proved to be effective. Yay! With a 10-minute contact time on hard, porous surfaces. So, I guess... Not sure that that means you got to use pine cell every 10 minutes or you use it and you let it stand for 10 minutes and then rinse. Oh yeah. Okay. Pine cell uh, at full strength with a clean sponge at full strength. <laughs> okay. We don't want you, uh, we don't want you watering it down uh, with a clean sponge or a cloth on hard non-porous surfaces. Let's stand for 10 minutes and then rinse. Okay. Well, how long does it last? I mean, does it, we hope the new Pine Sol Kill claim will increase access to disinfectants that can help prevent the spread of COVID-19. Yeah, oh, so now they got to give it away for free. We increase access. You can, everybody has access. Go to the store, buy Pine Sol. Let it sit for 10 minutes, and then it kills it. doesn't say how long it kills it for, though. So maybe the Pine Sol bottle says, good for eight and a half hours, or good for three days. It's been a long time. Maybe forever that I've actually read a Pine Sol bottle. I'm sure I've read it before, but I certainly haven't read one in a long, long time. Anyway, hopefully the Pine Sol gets used in Michigan. I see where Michigan is now. They're urging residents to stay indoors again and not because of COVID-19, although this will help in that. Eastern equine encephalitis, one of the most dangerous mosquito-borne diseases in the United States. Oh, no. They're urging residents of 11 counties, and even all the counties, really, uh, to stay inside from dusk to dawn to avoid getting bitten by mosquitoes carrying the deadly virus. Killed six people in Michigan last year. So, since it killed six people, I mean, you got to lock down the state, right? Oh, just 11 counties? Oh, okay. The State Department of Health and Human Services announced that... uh, in Barrie County, in southwest Michigan, the state's first suspected human case of eastern equine encephalitis, called EEE. Uh, thank you. Uh, so, 
It's been found in 28 horses in 11 counties. Wow. Twice as many animals, animal cases as the same time last year. So good luck. God bless. Uh, outdoor activities should be canceled. Oh my gosh. I mean, how, how bad it's 20. I mean, next thing you're going to tell me is the Supreme court justice passed away. What? A Supreme court justice did pass away. Ruth Bader Ginsburg passed away on Friday. Holy cow. It can't be. I won't, I won't hear of it. Ruth Bader Ginsburg did pass away this weekend on Friday. Oh man. Oh no. Very sad to hear that. Very sad to hear that. You might as well join me. Sing it with me for the rest of the day. And by the way, you're welcome. Okay? You're welcome. Download and subscribe to more content at theblaze.com slash podcasts. All right. I won't let you spend the entire rest of the show listening to Tiny Dancer, although I could very, very easily i just for some reason i love that song and then of course it got jammed into my head this weekend and i'm serious about if you watch it you'll realize that uh well we're all looking for that little bit of happiness right i mean it's we're we're sad but we're trying to grasp onto that little bit of happiness it's uh, I'm not, I can't play anymore because if I, if I play some more, then I'm going to have to go back and watch the video again. And I don't want to, I don't want to feel that way, but I want you to feel that way when you watch it. So give yourself a little bit of time. It's like six or seven minutes long. Give yourself a little bit of time. And, uh, you know what I'll do? You know what I'll do is I'll, I'll post it on Jeff Fisher radio on Facebook, my Jeff Fisher radio, Facebook page. And you can watch it there and just enjoy it. But just know that that's where you, you know, everybody's grasping on to that little bit of happiness between being sad. <laughs> Ooh, a neighborhood yard sign update too. I keep meaning to tell you. Okay, so I talked about the one guy in the corner that had the Trump sign. And then two people on the same street up the road a little bit put out their uh, Biden-Harris signs. Surprised they don't have the Harris Biden, but it's Biden Harris. And so now a guy next door to the Trump sign puts up his own Trump sign. Okay. And now two other houses uh, down the block, one on the same street and one on another street where you can see it coming from his house, puts up Biden Harris signs. So the yard sign battles have begun. <laughs> I don't know what your neighborhood is doing. But I mean, it's uh, amazing that, uh, according to my son, now my, my son Maximus said he went for a walk around the neighborhood and there's uh, overwhelming Trump support as well. It should be, but we'll see. We shall see. All right. So the American Airlines story. So apparently this lady had wrote, written a letter to the American Airlines flight attendant on the trash bag, the little waste bag that they put in the seat in front of you, right? In the, in the seat carrier. So, and she wrote it and put it back in there. So another person on the flight sees it and takes a picture of it and posts it on social media. Apparently, according to this, she, you know, they, she didn't deny it. But what happened was, is that she was told by the flight attendant 
to put on a mask and she was fighting them saying she didn't want to put on a mask and uh she put on the mask over her nose but she left this note on a trash bag while deplaning okay so they find out about it right and american airlines bans her i'm sorry suspended the customer's ability to travel on its planes wow with the statement saying our flight attendants are professionals who play a critical role in ensuring the health and safety of our passengers and we will not tolerate mistreatment of them okay you know what i agree i agree you're their professional they play a critical role a role and then the health and safety of your passengers and you won't tolerate mistreatment yet that you can tolerate the mistreatment if they do it right that's okay well that's their job okay okay so the flight attendant who's i guess female as well alerted her superiors and the note somehow wound up in the hands of uh, of the other traveler right and tweeted out the content so uh the letter (laughs) it was pretty darn good it was pretty darn good now i'm just gonna read it and he just you know that's the way it goes you mean shit in life you are nothing but a glorified maid who needs to jump down off her high horse and learn how to speak to people nobody cares about your stupid seat policies or your nose issues we pay your salary and your attitude is unnecessary the very fact that we have to listen and kowtow to your to a nobody who does s star star t except collect our trash why she didn't say the word oh it's blurred out it's blurred out on the note okay that's really weird that it's blurred out on the note but they say it at the beginning anyway uh listen to and kowtow to a nobody who does except collect our trash and serve crappy food makes me absolutely ill you are a mask nazi and a four-eyed c-word and if it wasn't for this job you would be cleaning motel rooms for two dollar tips and meth (laughs) that is hilarious uh not to american airlines though no uh, I guess you cannot tolerate, uh, you know, mistreatment. Oh, okay. So maybe the mask Nazi thing was over the top. I don't know. I, the whole thing was funny. Come on. And you're going to, you're going to suspend this lady's flight issues because she wrote a letter on the trash bag on the waste bag. Okay. All right. Thanks. American airlines. We know. We know your flight attendants are great and they do a great job and they play a critical role and heaven forbid that anyone says anything bad about them or feels angry about them. You know, maybe we had a, should we have a talk with the flight attendants to kind of take a, a note from this waste bag note? If we're, uh, if we're going to be serious about the note on the trash bag, uh, perhaps, uh, she does need to learn how to talk to people without the attitude uh perhaps she does need to remember once in a while that the people on the airplane do pay her salary in one way or the other whether it's between tickets or whether it's between taxes uh maybe they need to be reminded of that from time to time just a thought just a thought american airlines you know just a thought 
more news out of Michigan. A couple of big stories. So we had the encephalitis. We have the Detroit driver who were, was arrested for jumping over the drawbridge that was open. Uh, he came. He, the The gate was down. He crashed through that, jumped over the drawbridge as it was opened up. When they saw the car going, they froze the drawbridge. But he made it. He made it all the way across, and then he flew and smashed down, and all the tires blew out on his car. <laughs> and he, uh, you know, swerved and crashed on the other side. So he's not quite as good as the movies, but he did do it successfully. So good for him. And uh, the one news report was was really funny. And in fact, you know what? Oh, I should just play the news report because I may have a new clip. For, to add to the uh, live reporting clips. All right, other news tonight at 11. A driver is arrested after jumping his car over a rising drawbridge on Detroit's west side. Tim Pamplin is on the scene with a night cam. Go ahead, Tim. Tim. We are down near Zug Island. There's a Fort Street bridge. Normally the arms are up, allowing cars to pass through. Well, tonight one arm is down, completely smashed to bits as a driver fancies himself as a bit of a daredevil. Now look, that's a Best bridge operator Andre still couldn't believe his eyes. Well, the driver is now in the back of a police car. There's his vehicle smashed in. Officers tell me he's full of whippets. Whippets, you say? Yes. That's a whipped cream dispenser. Apparently, youngsters nowadays can sniff the gas and get high. Here's Andre again. I hit the emergency stop and bridge jam. Detroit police putting out the unusual call this evening. As you begin, looks to have across the area across. That's awesome. Coming from Detroit. Uh, oh, I should give them their love from a news, uh, news four. Well, we'll let them do the out. Local four. Okay, we gave him the love. Some great things in that video. First, uh, I saw him crash through. I said, no, he ain't. <laughs> and he did. Uh, and I love that the guy would not admit to Dukes of Hazard. Now, obviously, the guy that was in charge of the bridge was a black man. And when it said the police called it uh, Dukes of Hazard, he was like, yeah, I call it a Blues Brothers. Uh, he wasn't going. Wasn't going for that racist garbage show. <laughs> Dukes of Hazard. Okay? No. Blues Brothers we're good with. But we're not giving Dukes of Hazard any love. And, uh, and I forgot about the Whippets. Wow. I will say this. Uh, in the past, I am aware of Whippets and what they do to humans. And I can honestly say that I know of no one who has done whippets and wanted to jump over a drawbridge. I can honestly say that. Now you can get them. You know, people used to get the you know buy a case of uh, of uh, of Cool Whip and uh, you know use the the cans because that's what they use to shoot out the cans. You got to let them sit and get warm so the the it rises to the top. And then you, uh, you know, you got to shoot it out like you're going to shoot out the, the whip topping, only you just get the air. 
the nitrous oxide. But they do come, they do sell the nitrous oxide in the little whippet canisters. And you have to get a, it's a little device that you put the whippet canister in and you turn it and it pops that canister open and then you, you know, suck it in. And I mean, I've been told, I've been told that's how whippets work. I, and so by the same people that told me how whippets work, I'm aware that they've never jumped over a drawbridge while doing it. I know, I know weird and times have changed. And I know maybe our news guy from News 4 can say uh, the young people today. But I know from the past that it wasn't just young people today. Just letting you know. And also the other story out of Michigan that is, uh, it really is an incredible story. So a couple in Michigan has uh you know is the the mom is pregnant the wife is pregnant and she thinks she's gonna have a boy because it's so heavy and big really uh the baby is uh conjoined twins from the chest to their bellies identical twins their arms were wrapped around one another and they were lifted from their mother's womb at uh, michigan medicine's von voigtlander women's hospital in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Dr. Uh, Marcy Treadwell, director of Michigan Medicine and Fetal Diagnosis and Treatment Center was the head one. And I mean, the picture of all the people that it took to deliver the this baby or these babies was uh, incredible. And it happened, you know, and, and then, uh, you know, they were born and they took them home. They took them home as conjoined twins because they had to get stronger and they had to they had to work out how they were going to get these two bodies apart. And the story of how they did it is amazing. I mean, it's just a we live in we live in incredible times. We really live in incredible times. And the picture of these babies born together breaks your heart, but it also lifts your heart because they were they were parted. Right. I mean, they were parted and it was did they did it during COVID. And one of the parts made me really angry is that they during the operation of during this, they, you know, had the parents wait in the car. They wouldn't let them in the hospital. I don't know that I could have done that, but they did. And that's the way it goes. And when they were in the hospital and the lockdown happened, they were deciding whether to go home or not to go home or whether to be locked down at the hospital with the babies, what to do. So they went home. And they stayed, you know, isolated at home. And they they did things how to how to you know move the babies and how to play with them and how to you know give them life. And then they brought them back and they and they took them apart. It's or separated them. And it's amazing the story. If you have an opportunity to read the story, in fact, I, I don't know that I tweeted it out, but I will tweet it out today. Uh, about the conjoint, the story is actually incredible, and I wanted to be mad about them having to be in their car uh, during the surgery, but it was such a huge deal that the surgery actually happened, and that it was successful, and that these babies are now, you know, living a life separate yet together uh, is absolutely incredible and i mean i don't know how much money it costs i don't know who pays for it 
I don't, you know, and none of that. You know, I know that he has insurance and you know all all of that, but I mean, it certainly wasn't a. Ch- <laughs> you didn't pull into the emergency room with conjoined twins and say, "Hey, I got a little emergency here." You know, it's not that. So the process of how they went about separating these conjoined twins was uh, absolutely incredible. And if these were your babies, I mean, just you would be so thankful, and you'd be uh, you. This would be a happy moment between those sad times in life. That is for sure. Oh, 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 o